0: Welcome to Untucked. On today's episode, our coaches corner discussion is about all-time highs in the market, stock market and how uh, normal they truly are. Um, we talk about the holidays and spending and budgeting and some tips and tricks to um, to kind of manage your finances this time of year. and then we talk about morning routines and how legitimate or not they seem to be. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. The opinions discussed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to Untucked. This is Megan.
1: It's Mike. Hello, hello.
2: And this is Jeff. Hey, did you guys know that <laughs> high jumpers, no high jumper stays in the air for longer than one second?
0: Is high jump when they have to jump over the pole
2: No, that's backwards? pole vault. No, warning. backwards. Oh, yeah, where they run up yeah. and jump over it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One second. Not really surprising. I mean, who would ever think anyone could jump for more than a second?
2: I think I could do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> think you could stay in the air for more than one second, yet high jumpers can't.
1: <laughs> so when Jordan came in and like took off from the foul line, 0.87 he... seconds. Okay. Yeah.
0: Did you look that up, or did you just make that up?
2: I looked it up. No, you did. I look. It's right here in this article next to me. Yeah, I, I was. I thought that was strange. I thought that. A high jumper. I mean, they leave their feet. They go over. I wonder if the mat was lower, if it would count. Because you know how high that mat is that they land on? I wonder if that was lower. It would help them get over a second.
1: It probably would. But I'm not really, really going to do any more R&D on this one.
2: Okay. I thought it was interesting. I would have assumed if, if it was an over-under bet, I would take the over of one second.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Belated. Yeah.
0: Um, where do we want to start with sports? Do we want to talk about the Eagles' loss to the Dolphins? I guess we have
2: to. This team is the most frustrating team to me. I hate watching them. They're not fun to watch. I hate watching them. I mean, I, they come out of the gates. They What? They had an interception. They they turned it into a touchdown. They're up 7-0, like 30 seconds into the game and then nothing
1: yeah but but we were talking yesterday jeff as bad as they've played and as bad as they've been and the fact that they're 6 and 7 right now or what are they 5 and 7 they're 5 and 7 5 and 7 five maybe, and maybe seven. going to 6 and 7 but they are really really close to actually having a good record if you look back at their losses which ha- which many of them were less than a touchdown and and easily could have been wins they, but easily, they weren't. Yeah. They weren't. I
2: don't. So they're horrible. They're horrible to watch. I think they're worse now than they were in the beginning of the season. But they could have 10 wins. Not they should, but they could have between Seattle, New England, Atlanta, Detroit. I mean, all games that were really close that they could have won. And the Atlanta and Detroit games were ones I would say they Shut should up. have won. Sure. But they're still really bad right now. But how are they hanging in these games? Like, how are they losing to New England and Seattle by a touchdown? Baltimore? Maybe it's a function of just other teams not being
0: that good either. I, I like, think Is so. there anybody aside from maybe Baltimore you that look has bad been— Dallas's. Yeah, maybe it's just a down year across
2: the board, and they'll
0: squeak into the playoffs because the division sucks.
2: They're going to win the division. Like, I have a prediction. Like, because Dal- that. i mean— Un- Dallas lost last night to the like Chicago Bears, who, by the way, are 7-6. and six. I can't believe they're 7-6. and six. But they lose to the Bears. So we're going to beat the Giants on Sunday. We're going to be tied. We're both going to be 6-7. and seven. We're going to beat Washington. Then we're going to go to Dallas, and everyone is going to be so hyped up. We're going to lose the Dallas game. But Dallas is going to lose another game, and we're going to make the playoffs. They're going to lose another
0: division game? Wouldn't they have? They to play yeah.
1: Minnesota too, don't they? They're going Dallas. to lose. They I, might lose another game and end up going having eight losses even before they play the Eagles. And they could Dallas could end up being seven and nine. The Eagles be eight and eight yeah, in the division. That's that's. I think that the like let's say Dallas loses next
2: week, and all the hype is going to be about the Dallas Birds game in two weeks. We're going to lose it like miserably. Like we're going to get our asses kicked by Dallas, and we're still going to win a division.
1: I guess we'll see. Another one. Other thing. We've covered this before, but I'm still having a hard time with we. With we, <laughs> we, we, we you're He's not a on the contributing member
0: to the organization. <laughs>
2: no, stop it. I hate when people are. What is this? We. We, we all say we. We don't. Yes, we do. I don't think I do. You do. You do. I don't. Never said we because I'm not an actual member. I say
0: they and the Sixers.
2: I'm saying we because I feel like I'm an actual member and contributing member of the team. But you just
1: said we're going to go into Dallas. Are you actually physically going? Our team is (laughs) going. You
2: guys are assholes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I digress. Back to the Eagles. We'll wrap up the Eagles' point. Just predicting win the division.
0: Despite losing, limp in into Dallas. the
1: playoffs. Actually, might even get a home game, right? Yeah, is that? And probably would get a home game. Hysterical. Is that how it works? Funny. I'm just, I'm, I'm holding on to hope
2: that they're gonna start to get a little bit better. But I guess that's a stupid comment because I mean, we're what 13 games into the season, and they're not getting better.
0: They're getting worse. They're getting worse. <laughs> they're just hurt.
2: It's not hurt. <laughs> I think their coaching sucks. And I don't know if it's so much Dougie P as it it may be the supporting like
1: coordinators. Maybe. Do you think there's like a problem in the room, dissension among the ranks, or just bad chemistry, or guys that don't care? I mean, it's got to be something more than just what you see on the field. It Has to be because there's a lot of bad efforts all across the board by by a lot of players. You just prob- don't care. You're probably right. the The fact that you can go
2: into Miami, who's a bad team, and pretty much seal it. Like take control of the division, especially when Dallas lost on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So it's Sunday and all you need to do is beat Miami and they didn't. Like I don't even know how that's I don't even know how that's possible. How a team cannot be up for that game. Because they didn't look like they were up for it. Yeah. After the first drive, I should say. You get a cookie from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. They made him look like a stud. Ugh, that guy Parker? <laughs> Parker looked like Randy Moss. He had Moss. a career
0: day. Oh,
1: he just...
2: hasn't, like, had a reception in five years, and all of a sudden, that's a made-up stat, by the yeah. way.
1: <laughs> I just think the in a lot of sports, it, it used to be that you'd see games on the schedule, and they were 100% locks. Like, you, you could probably go in there, and give 80%, and, and blow the team out. I don't think that exists anymore, maybe in any sport. Like, there's just too much... Too many good players that, and a lot of them have pride, they're playing for money, they're playing for whatever it is, and there's a lot at stake. You can't take any game off, and you can't look past anyone, or you're going to lose to yeah. anyone. Yeah. I think that's just the reality.
2: Yeah, we could actually lose this Sunday, guys. We could actually lose. <laughs> so yesterday, Don't they play on Monday? Oh, yes, you're right. They play Monday night. Yesterday was an interesting day, so Cowboys lose, which is great, and then the Flyers and the Sixers <laughs> both lose. What happened, Meg? What happened to the Sixers?
0: They haven't won in D.C. since 2013. That's hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to do. I, I mean, they Embiid was bad. Simmons was bad. They turned the ball over a lot. Embiid was bad. He had like 25 and like 20. Um, but you still think he was bad? He played badly. Yeah. He's allowed. To, I just I've think- never argued with you about him playing poorly. I've admitted his bad games were bad games.
2: I think this whole act of you repeating his stat line is I'm just kind of over it. Like if I how tall is he? Seven one, maybe. Seven one, he's probably like three hundred pounds. Not nah, like not three, but he's but close. he's he's big. He's sure. he's not a he's not a rail, he's not minute bowl. How can he not get twenty and twenty? Like, how can you not get a double double every night?
0: Have you seen the size of the people he's playing against? Like, I think you have a little bit of a distorted perception about where he stands physically among the other freak athletes that play in that league.
2: I'm just saying, if I'm seven one two eighty, I think it's and double, your double beef with
0: be your beef with the stats is bullshit because, like, stats mean they translate to wins. Like, not last night though. No, but they up, tra- or, or losses like that. That's that's the culmination of a game. A statistic is what makes
2: the result. I'm just tired of hearing how great his stat line was. I mean, it, it, he should be getting that every night. No, he shouldn't. That's Why not? Unrealistic.
0: Because he's the focal point of the team, and he's the focus of every single defense. Every team go designs their game plan around shutting Joel and B dad, down or slowing him down. And his bad game is 20 and 20.
2: All right. I disagree. Toby Ass had a good good day, though.
0: Yeah, Tobias played well. Um, they're or- missing Josh Richardson. He's been out for a couple of games, and he spreads the floor a little bit. Um, We're not
2: panicking yet, right? No. 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 We're how many games into the season?
0: They are. I actually have the record in front of me. They're 15 and
2: 7. Okay. It's a good record, man.
0: They're 10 and 0 at home. Wow. Mm hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why the seed in the East will matter a lot. Yeah. Come yeah. playoff. So they have a couple games this weekend. I think they actually go back to Toronto maybe Sunday, and that's the game that Joel went 0 for 11. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he responds after
1: that.
2: I'm very interested to see how Joel emotionally responds to his goose egg in Toronto when he goes back. See if he's got any heart. If he <laughs> throws a town up in... Toronto, or if you it might like be
0: in baby. Philly, but I I know what you're saying.
1: Take us through the Fly Guys. Yeah, right? what
0: about the Flyers.
1: Yeah, not much to update. They're they're still playing well. They, even though they lost last night, it was not not a bad loss by any means. Um, they're you know they're, I think they might be still second in the division. They're probably exceeding expectations thus far. They're getting contributions like from virtually everyone. I mean, I don't think they have a Anyone in the top forty in scoring, which means that they're getting a lot of a lot out of a lot of people, a lot of players. Um, there's a ton to like. I mean, how's our boy between the pipes been lately? Good. Both both been good. You know, um, I think they're they're sort of interchangeable right now. They're both playing well, and they're they're both like keeping them in games at, or at times when they could could let a few in, and they're yeah they're just timely performances so far that it's chipping away and it's resulting in wins and it's it's good to see. It's fun. Although I read that Tuesday's game against Toronto which is packed with studs like Austin Matthews and people you'd love to see in person. I think 15,000 were there. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, which is a little I guess maybe not surprising. This is just still not really a yeah. hockey town in this November or December and you know but the I don't know really anything about until... hockey. <laughs> yeah. I know that oh, game. Oh, Meg, you, you attended your, a game, I did. right? I did. And they, they actually that?
0: won. So I've been to multiple Philadelphia sporting event, events over the last probably three years and haven't seen a win. Wow. Birds, Phillies, Sixers. So I went to one Flyers game and see a win. Islanders? It was, sure, 6-1, was 1, it 6-1, was it? Florida?
1: No, I, I forget who it was. Oh, Red Wings. Red, Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. It was
0: the Red Wings. Uh, yeah, 6-1. Watched approximately six minutes of actual hockey. Um, The assembly room at the Wells Fargo Center is pretty dope. Highly recommend. Okay, I have a thought. So I know we've talked about, like, grown men wearing other men's jerseys, not being a point of contention, which I agree with. What sport do you think has the most men attending games in
1: jerseys? Uh. I mean, football and close second is hockey. Yeah, so I think it's hockey. It might even be <laughs> hockey, yeah.
0: Everybody in that stadium was wearing a Flyers jersey. Everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. the hockey attracts nerds and dorks. So, <laughs> yeah, they would be the top of the list to wear jerseys to a sporting event. I was I w- shocked. I would say football number one, probably. Um,
0: I mean, I think football because there's more humans, right? Like, that more mm-hmm. people attend the games, but... Oh my God! Like, e- everybody was in one.
2: And they're they're they're. I mean, I'm not a, like a fashionista, but they're a bad look.
0: <laughs> the Flyers jerseys hockey, just or just hockey, hockey jersey. jerseys in general. See, I kind of yeah. like the look of hockey jerseys. The Flyers jersey, I hate, but orange is just super not my color.
2: <laughs> Me too, Meg. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that I think the hockey jerseys just like a bad look. And it's funny if you go to a game in Montreal, for example, everyone's in a suit. It's like a business. Oh. It's a it's a different um, atmosphere. The people that go to the games go That's there for different reasons. Not anyone. Not I shouldn't say anyone. But you don't have a lot of grown men wearing Canadian jerseys. They're dressed up.
0: That is interesting. Yeah. What about other cities in the United States? Do oh, they it's, all like, do it's, like okay. yeah, it's like Philly. I wasn't sure if this was just a Philly problem, which wouldn't surprise no. me.
2: <laughs> uh, does anyone else, I mean, feel oh, strange? Thinking. Like, it's usually this point in the Sixers and the Flyers season where they start to just nosedive. And they, I feel like they're both doing well and they're probably going to continue to do well. It just
1: doesn't seem normal. I don't feel weird. Yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, Sixers were expected to be very good, and they are, right?
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, they see, I think the Sixers have their team. This is, this is who they're going to the playoffs with, right? They're not going to bring no, anybody up. I think out. they'll get another piece. Really?
0: Yeah. They have to. They don't have enough offensive firepower to...
2: Really? With with Ben and... and All right, we're moving, moving on because I don't want to do this.
0: <laughs> Coach's Corner this week. Uh, well, we read an article by Ben Carlson from his blog, A Wealth of Common Sense, called All-Time Highs Are Both Scary and Normal. So I brought this up because I had a conversation with my uncle on Thanksgiving about the market. And he was giving pretty blanketed advice to anyone who would listen, mostly unsolicited. About Your, un- your uncle was? hmm Yeah. I don't remember how we got on the topic, but he indicated that everybody, the 12 people who are there, and I'll say maybe like four people were actually listening, um, everybody should be more conservative and i want to take a more defensive oh approach i believe was the, the phrase What credentials does your uncle hold <laughs> none he sells roofing materials <laughs> um he's a very good salesman he's professionally successful <laughs> he's a smart human um but the it was something about like the market can't go up forever which we've heard a hundred thousand times despite the fact that it does the market does it goes up up. forever
1: actually what it does (laughs) it's literally (laughs) what it does does. i know and
0: i like (laughs) part of me was i wasn't sure like do i engage like do i actually have this conversation with somebody who's had probably one glass of wine more than he normally would was hosting and like kind of on his on his high i just didn't feel like it was worth so what'd you do I just smiled. I was oh. like, "Huh, oh, okay, okay, Whatever Take a more
2: defensive position, huh?
0: Yeah. So um, this article we felt was kind of timely, um, he, just because Ben puts all-time highs in context and just includes a couple of dis- different statistics about how often they occur, that type of thing.
2: I wish everyone could read this article. I sent I, it to I sent it to my uncle. I mean, I just. Can all the investors out there just read this article? Because I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say, oh, it hit an all-time high. It's always going to hit it. Why doesn't anyone understand? It's going to always hit an all-time high. Well, because
0: at some point, it'll hit an all-time high that will be the last one for a while.
2: For a little bit. Right. And who knows how long, but then it's going to hit another all-time high. Like, who gives a shit about the all-time high? And
1: continue to do what it does, which is go up forever. It doesn't mean it pauses along the way and goes down here and there and sometimes painfully, but it continues to go up forever. You just need to step back. So in, in Ben's article, he he pointed out an interesting time period, which was at, at the end of 1989. By the way, the s and I think, was at 285. 285. 285. It's over 3,000 now. So at 285, it's an all-time high. it it, that decade was like 17 percent annual returns right so you can imagine the the mood was oh all-time high we be defensive
2: better get defensive 285
1: (laughs) it's never been here before right nobody could imagine that the the thousand the two thousand the three thousand level it's just not it's it's hard to imagine just like we sit here and it's hard to imagine the s&p at ten thousand um And and so it's the same dynamic over and over again. And then what happened in the 90s, I think he points out that the average annual was like uh, 18% by the end of the decade, you know? And of course, in the 2000s, we had a couple of uh, severe, you know, breaks. What's it (laughs) been this past decade, like ridiculous. So the all time high, and and, and the other uh, stat he pointed out, which is kind of interesting, one out of every 15 trading days on average, it's an all-time high.
2: Yeah. Once every three weeks. When he rattled off all, <laughs> the all-time highs per year. So in 2013, yeah. there were 45. In 2014, there were 53. I mean, they're, they're, they're so common. Like, get just get over it. I'll make a prediction right now. The S&P 500 will be at 10,000 by the year 2035. So we're going to see it in the next 15 years. So, it's, I mean, it's not that crazy. Yes, the s is going to be at 10000
1: That's That's not like, it shouldn't surprise anyone. And maybe it's not then. Maybe it's 2040 or 2042, but or still, it 30. will be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And it won't take that long. I mean, what, money doubles at 10% every seven years? So in 15 years, it'll double twice. Double, double. <laughs> Three to six. It'll be at, oh, it might even be faster than that, actually, <laughs> now that I'm doing my math out loud. <laughs>
1: I wish people would just stop focusing on this all-time high business. But we hear it all the time. I mean, people who have lump sums to invest, they are petrified because of this all-time high. They feel like, okay, the minute I go in, it's it's going down. Well, maybe so, but it's coming back. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's the issue. Is they don't
2: they don't look at it from a long-term perspective. Even though I hate that term, but. They, you hate what term? Well, like a long, keep a long-term perspective. I don't have a long-term perspective because I'm 80 or whatever. <laughs> they're, they're not focusing on the fact or what they're focusing on is the market's going to go down because it's at an all-time high. Forgetting, completely forgetting, that it's going to come back. Like, what, what do you expect? It's going to go down and never come back up? It's going to come back up and then it's going to hit another all-time high. And if you don't believe that, then you should take all your money out of the markets and just yeah. put it in cash and be done with it but this industry just focuses on trying to scare people and using the term all time high is scary i think it's it's more it scares more people than excites them no doubt
0: yeah i would agree with that
2: for sure so we're suggesting that people go out and read this and hopefully they can get an understanding that it's not that big of a deal on the market it's an all time high
1: and And, in fact, it's the best predictor of future higher returns if you literally do the math on it. Well, what Meaning, wasn't he saying that all-time highs are kind of bunched together? Yeah, they
0: follow more. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and all you all you have to do is spend five minutes looking at even the recent decade. you know, what's happened? How many all-time highs were hit in two thousand and fourteen? fifty three? Should we have all gotten defensive because of that? Turns out no. 62 all-time highs in 2017. It's wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, sure, it'd be awesome if everybody read this. I don't think anybody understands it. Like, normal people, I think
2: it's... All you normal people out there, don't no,
0: get No, no, I just mean that I think there's too many other factors that people worry about, think about, are afraid of, that despite the fact that we could tell them this, they could read this, there would still be just narrow scared investors they're never going to go away
2: just think about how many people were making bad decisions when you look at all of those all-time highs in this article right from 13 2013 and 19 it was 45 53 10 18 62 18 all of those were inflection points where people investors could have made bad decisions there's no way bad decisions were not made during that oh, time of period, course 2013 through 19.
0: And he says that one of the hardest parts about investing in the stock market is there's always something to worry about. And that's that's what clouds people's decision making and judgment. It's not the data that we're reading about now. Right. Because if like everybody was armed with this information, then, yeah, there wouldn't be bad decisions. made. It's everything else that, you know, you can't really account for. We good on all time highs. The next article we read, and I guess topic we can talk about from Business Insider, Rebecca Jones wrote, your ultimate guide to budgeting, spending, and paying off debt during the holiday season. Um, it'd be hard to avoid these articles, just they're everywhere,
1: tips and tricks,
0: uh, and hers is really no different. So,
1: Although, let me just call her out on the title here. <clears throat> ultimate guide? Really? Definitely wasn't an It's ultimate not an guide. ultimate guide to anything. It's just a quickly written. <laughs> Doesn't every
0: <article laughs> every author writer have love. to make sure it's the ultimate?
2: Was it, did anybody else fall out of their chair when they read what the projected spendings are by consumers this holiday season? No, seven hundred and thirty billion. That was cr- that was a crazy number to me. Spent just during the holidays.
1: This is. In the U.S. or worldwide?
2: You know, Mike, um, this was according to the National Retail Federation. I'm gonna go U.S. So okay. Let's let's go U.S. Um, yeah, that number was just crazy to me. But then when you start thinking about it, like you go out to eat, you take your kids down to the Comcast Center or Love Park, you buy you buy presents, you host parties. You, I mean, it's just it's insane. Decorations because you're always buying new decorations. Can we talk about that for a freaking minute? Christmas lights, they never work. I actually tried this morning to like fix a strand. So I have a strand that half of the lights are out. So I'm like, all right, I got about 30 bulbs out. I'm just gonna run a test and see how long it takes me to to try new bulbs in each one. So that they, they, they give you, you like buy replacement. Well they give you two fresh bulbs with every strand. So I take one of the freshies out and I replace the first dead bulb. And I work my way down all 30 lights. Probably takes me about 10 minutes. None of them turn on. So I go, step two is they give you two fuses that you can replace inside the actual like outlet piece. I tried that, completely broke it. Like got one fuse jammed back where it shouldn't go and then couldn't get the other one in, couldn't get one out. So I had to throw out the entire strand. How come these things—they break every year? They don't last. Meg, do you have any difficulties with your your Christmas lights, (laughs) or is it just me? I can't
0: say that I relate to any of what you just said at all.
1: Mike can relate. Yeah, I think your difficulty is that you—you're actually one of the few people who would attempt to use one of those little fuse things that they put in there (laughs) instead of just chuck it in the trash and. Yeah, like Move save on. the
0: time and spend the money on a new
2: one. I, I all, all in. I gave up twenty five minutes into the project and just said, "I'm I'm going to buy a new strand."
0: But back to your original point, that's what people do every year. They have to. You have to buy, buy new, new, lights, new lights. lights
2: every year. It's crazy, yeah. dude. I bought these lights last year, and this year, this last year when the season was over, I actually did what you're supposed to do. Like I, I saved like the spool and I wrapped them around and. And neatly packaged them up, whereas usually I just like rip them and throw them in a box because it's freezing in January, and then I'll get to it. So and they, and they, none of them worked. They're all half lit. The
0: moral of the story is: don't spend time on this shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Just <laughs> buy
2: new strands. I'm going commercial grade, I think, for next year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll be sure to have another podcast so we can talk, so we yeah, can talk about yeah, that. We can come back on that. Oh, yeah. All right. So decorations, presents traveling going out to eat hosting like obviously there's a ton that goes into it i don't think the number surprised me but that's one of those numbers that's just so big i i'm like
2: okay
1: yeah i mean what's it what was it 700 billion 730 billion okay i mean how many billions of people are there in the u.s there's not a billion people in the u.s it's there's like seven, 350 million yeah or there's like seven
0: that. billion in the world so, yeah.
1: so what does that break down How? like what do you what are we spending per person it's going to be like
2: $100,000 per person. No, it's not. It's not even close. <laughs> I know that. I just didn't feel like doing the math and I'm stalling All while right. Megan does There's it. There's
0: 327 million people in the United States.
2: Okay, so let's divide $730 billion by that number. What's the average person in the United States spend on during the holidays? Twenty-two hundred. Yeah, it's like two two thousand bucks. That 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 that's not because your number of the amount of people in the U.S. includes children. Mm-hmm. That's right. a ridiculous number. Do you spend two thousand dollars like, at Christmas? I, I might. Wow. I mean, you do. My family does. I right. probably don't.
0: Well,
2: but yes, my family does. Right. Right. Like like. But that's, I have six people in my family. I don't think we're spending $12,000 at Christmas.
0: No, no, I'm sure you're not.
2: The article was, you know, as I read it, I was kind of writing down things that like we do. And they I ended up coming across all the things that we do. Like, it's not that hard, right? You make a list of the people that you're buying for and you assign a number that you're comfortable with to that. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, yeah, I'm going to spend a hundred bucks on each kid. I'll spend 200 bucks on my spouse and I'll spend a hundred bucks for each of my, sets of parents my in-laws and my like and and look at that number and if it fits in your budget great and if it doesn't you need to adjust it down the fact that people are coming out of the holidays with credit card debt or debt that they're paying for months and months and years is insane i think that's super common i i think you're right as i read the article i'm like holy shit there's people that completely overspend People I,
1: make decisions and they, like, at the last minute, they're just ah, you know what, I'll splurge. We'll do. I'll we'll figure out how to deal with yeah. paying it Dude, off. Make your list of the people.
2: Assign the dollar amount. Do not deviate. Do not impulse buy. And then just get, like, five or six extra bottles of wine for, like, that last-minute person that gave you something. You can throw them a nice Pinot Noir and, and, and that's it.
0: So much of it, though, is about like comparisons and Mm -hmm. it's trying to keep up with the Joneses and their lights are nicer, her outfit's prettier, they threw a better party, um, he got me an expensive gift. Like, it's all about what other people, the perception. None of it is genuine. And maybe I'm a little bit cynical and a little bit scroogey about it, but the reason that people overspend is because they're trying to like impress. They're trying to show out. They're trying to show that they, they can even if they truly can't. That's why people have credit card debt in March.
2: Yeah. Well, everything you just said is so foreign to me because I don't feel that way at all. I probably act that way, but I, just, <laughs> I don't feel that way. You know, I could give two shits. Like the guy across the street from me buries me in lights every year. I'd love Back to beat to him. Yeah, I'd love to beat him one year. But I mean, he's he's like seventy-five years old. He's got all the time in the world. He's got a system, man. Like XCPA, he's got a system. My system obviously sucks. Faulty, yeah, very <laughs> faulty. But yeah, man, just the, I, I, who gives a shit what the, what the person next to you is driving or what, how good their house looks or how great their party was? Who cares?
1: It's a real issue though, and it's bigger than just Christmas. It's yeah, yeah it's every day.
2: You got a little into what she was talking about at the end, which was, you know which I thought was actually pretty it was a little corny, but it was pretty good. Like she's saying, don't forget that Christmas isn't about buying shit, you know? Right. Go go volunteer at a soup kitchen and bring your kids with you. I mean, I thought that was actually kind of kind of a good point. Trey Bosch, who buy, is like a is like a shopping. smart <laughs> shopping expert. I hate to I hate to wreck on this lady. It's it's perfect. <laughs> And don't forget that if someone asks you what you want for the holidays, it's perfectly acceptable to ask them for a contribution oh, towards your uh, student yeah. loans or credit card debt instead of a gift.
0: Are you kidding me? That's what I was going to say at the beginning was my biggest beef. <laughs> like,
2: are you? That's not acceptable, you idiot. Don't ever ask someone to do that for as a Christmas present. Mm-mm. A holiday <laughs> present, I should say. I'm sorry.
0: Couldn't agree more. That's the craziest thing I've ever read. Do you guys do, like, Pollyannas or things to – Like, I have a big family. I have big extended family. So instead of – now that we're all mostly grown, like, we're not buying gifts for anybody except, like, nieces, nephews, Kids. like, yeah. the young people. Yeah. But, like, my immediate family, we buy for my parents and the five of us – I have four siblings. The five of us split my parents' gifts and then we do a Pollyanna among
2: it's Just the way us. you got to do it. It's the way. To, it's the way it should be done across the board.
0: And like my brother was like talking about, well, why don't we just buy for everyone? I'm like, I'd rather. First of all, you're gonna buy Chino fifteen dollar gifts for everyone. Right. So spend a hundred bucks on one person yeah. and be done with it. Yeah. Something they actually want, as opposed to like I don't need a fifteen dollar iTunes gift card. Like, yeah.
2: We made that decision as a family years ago. It was the best decision we made. Yeah. Like instead of buying from all my siblings and they all buy for me. We just do a poly. Actually, our kids do a Pollyanna now. We buy gifts for like godsons and goddaughters, and that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. And she was right in the article. I mean, it's so the moment we made that decision, it
1: was so less stressful.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. We used to be, run- I'd be running up to the mall like the, the few days before, and it's just awful. So now it's yeah, same thing. One person, hundred dollar limit, done. Wawa gift card. Wawa gift card.
0: What are your thoughts on gift cards as gifts? I love them. Yeah, I love them too.
1: Yeah, they work in most situations. Yeah, and you just I like. Mean, I guess
0: you can't give your you guys can't give like your wives gift cards. <laughs> um,
1: I I do, and I have. Okay. I mean, because it's so hard to shop for her. For me personally, I, I you know, um, I give my wife like the complimentary things, like the little. Tags that you write up, like...
0: Like a homemade coupon yeah. book? One
2: complimentary foot rub. Ew. One token to do the laundry
1: for you. No, I don't do that. Oh, yeah. The only thing with gift cards is that, like, I have gotten, like, Visa gift cards before, which basically is just, like, cash. Yeah. You might as well just yeah. give an envelope full of yeah. cash. So it starts to blur the line between, like, just, hey, just you know, here's a check, or I'll Venmo you. Your, yeah. Your gift. The only issue with the
2: gift card that I have is when you leave a balance... I don't know why it bothers me, but if you leave, if there's like two or three bucks left on it, it's just getting thrown out. I'm not maintaining it, and and then the company wins, which that's which why the companies me. love them. They love them. You know what I do like? I enjoy thoroughly is local restaurants, mostly chain restaurants around the holidays. When you get a hundred dollar gift card, they give you hundred and twenty.
0: Hmm.
2: Like Bonefish does it. Takeku does it. You buy a hundred dollars in gift cards. They give you. So I bought a gift for my father. Hope he doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> it was a um, hundred dollar gift card, and they gave me to, to Bonefish, and then they gave me two ten dollar gift cards for Bonefish. So I gave him the hundred dollar gift card, and I kept the other two tens. Nice. Which probably I should have given him the hundred and twenty. <laughs> but
0: the next article, "The False Promise of Morning Routines" by Marina. Corrin Mm -hmm. from The Atlantic Marina takes on the subject of morning routines particularly those of celebrities or conventionally successful people and argues that the idea of an incredibly productive morning will look a lot different for most people we all hear about anything and everything that should be accomplished before 9am but does anyone really A. tell the truth or B. give a shit
2: about how other people spend their mornings I don't give a shit how other people spend their mornings. Yeah, my, I do think it's nice to get up early and get yourself moving. But then you're just going to crash earlier at night. And some people, like I would, I'm up at probably six-ish every morning. I don't get out of bed at six, but I'm up at six. By nine o'clock, I'm toast. Whereas if I slept in till 10, I'd be up later. So what's the difference if you're an early riser, but crash early versus getting up later and staying up later? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I think, you know, this article touches on that whole like celebrity envy culture where people are so consumed with, you know, this CEO or that celebrity person and how oh, look how successful they are and how can I copy what they do and what are they they get up at 3:30 in the morning and they do this and that. And I'm going to try that cuz that's obviously what has caused them to be and and you know, people Unfortunately, I think a lot of people think that way. And that's the people that care about morning routines of others, right? right? We don't. I think I I I call
2: bullshit on all of them. I mean, all of them I call bullshit because I know these top level CEOs or um, celebrities that are successful that like this this Mark Wahlberg section, I wanted to jump into the article and punch Mark Wahlberg in the face. (laughs) I call bullshit. Because you know those people are all tweakers. We know people like that. Where they ha- they get into this routine and they tell everybody about their routine and how great it is. And then you know two months later they're not doing that routine anymore. Bullshit Mark Wahlberg is up at 3.30 every day. I'm sorry, what was it? 2.30. I every freaking day. Come on, Mark. Shut up.
0: <laughs> well, I also think you have to like put yourself in the... like. Let's say he's not bullshitting. The motivation for him is way different. Like... First of all, he's up and working out probably for some movie role that he has to attain a certain physical whatever his physique for. He has a chef who cooks. He has a trainer. He has a golf buddy. He has a cryo like therapist. I don't even know if that's a thing, but like, do you know? Like, and then even the successful CEOs who get up and they do all of these things because their motivations are different than you and I who get up and go to work every single day, and it's not it's not apples to apples
2: i still don't think they're doing it every morning it's not a routine I, I think they do it like for a little bit and that's it and this whole like can i go back to mark Wahlberg? can i bitch about him for a little bit more <laughs> but
0: wait before you do that you have a morning routine so what makes you so special like why are you able to stick to your routine and they're not
2: my routine isn't outlandish
0: but my, that's my point like outlandish is relative like mark a lot of people Wahlberg like is, us
2: he's not getting up at two thirty every morning and eating breakfast at 3.15 and then playing golf and working out for a couple of hours. No human being can do that. Your body would fail. I love like, and the actor and father of four. Oh, he's a father of four? He's up at 2.30 and he's, and he's doing shit until he plays golf at 9.30? Sounds like a great dad. Sounds like my he, point. Re- he, he really spent have- a lot of good, t- good quality time with his kids in the morning. Yeah, my routine is I'm up at six. I say goodbye to my daughter at seven o'clock. I have some coffee. I say goodbye to my boys at eight thirty. I shower up, or I go to the gym, and then I come here. Yeah, there's nothing like. No one would read that morning routine and go, "Oh my gosh, Jeff, he's so successful. I'm going to do that too."
0: No, but there are people who can't do that. There are people who can't get up early to go to the gym. There are people like that's. I guess that's my point. Like it's all relative and your motivation and your uh, your routine is just that it's yours and it's a reflection of your abilities and your makeup
2: yeah but there's not like i wouldn't post my morning routine of on not. instagram no. because it's not outlandish it's not like like crazy i mean they, they, they he cited like tyler hanley a ceo or haney ceo of uh, outdoor voices he, his morning routine is he drinks a cold glass of lemon water and does 30 grateful <laughs> breaths. Like, what
1: the hell is that, dude? And then there's two dudes here that wrote a book. <laughs> they spent six years interviewing hundreds of people for their book titled My Morning Routine How Successful People Start Every Day Inspired. You know, like, you just wasted six years of your life talking to people <laughs> oh. about what they do in the morning and and are trying to sell this book to people to convince them that this is how you become like them. Ugh. Give me a break. I want to see the articles about the people that get up at 11 a.m., party till 4 a.m. and then get up at 11 a.m. and do, do it, it again. all again the next day like a Wahlberg guy who's in the same business but just does the reverse. Yeah, I agree. Let's see that. It's more entertaining to me.
0: Definitely more entertaining. It's all a function of like this like self-help. Yeah. Like I don't know, category or whatever where People just – they don't want to find what works best for them. They want to be told. And they want some inspiration, and that inspiration is Mark Wahlberg. It's crazy. I Like I'm not saying I subscribe to it, but obviously a shitload of people do because these articles sell. Yeah. They get clicks. They, get,
2: they sell books. Well, I think there's so many people look up to successful, quote-unquote, successful right. people, and they look up to celebrities, and they just want to – They want to emulate them. And I I just feel the complete opposite. I think it's sad that people do that. Uh, I mean, I'm not perfect and I don't hold myself up on a pedestal, but I just, that's what you do. You come up with the routine that works for you and hopefully it's working for you and you're a good person and you're doing all the right shit, (laughs) but I can care less what Mark Wahlberg's routine is. Yeah. Do you feel like early rising does put you on an advantage? maybe not from a successful standpoint, but if you were to get from up. A productivity yeah, standpoint. from a productivity standpoint.
1: I think consistency is more important. It doesn't matter. As long as you're not like all over the place, which is very hard to do, especially with weekends and being out late and up, like that's hard to me. So whether it's early rising, early to bed, or normal time rising, normal time, whatever it is, I think as long as it's, Consistent. Pretty consistent. You're gonna feel you're gonna be you're gonna perform better, I think.
0: I think that's fair. For me, I'm definitely earlier. Like even in college, like I didn't stay up and study. I never pulled an all nighter. Like I just it's not the way that I operate, but a lot of
2: people operate differently. Does your routine during the week the same as your routine on the weekend? No. It's not even close.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. It's not. I mean, it just isn't. Yeah. So
2: yeah, I'd like to be in bed by I'd say ten o'clock during the week. Saturdays and Sundays and Friday, Saturdays, Sundays. It, it, it may not happen till like twelve or one, and then sleeping until ten is not unusual. Yeah, um, but, but Mark Wahlberg's
1: not doing that. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. All right.
0: Top five. Sure. The top five worst ideas of all time tanning beds
2: i thought about that yeah it's a good one cigarettes Mm -hmm. yeah good one
0: nicotine vapes like all of those things vapes Mm -hmm. i guess more recently the samsung galaxy phone that explodes like the battery (laughs) that like literally blows up and then i put blu-ray players and discs that's a pretty bad idea mostly because like i'm not sure i I don't know that i've ever even watched a blu-ray Never. movie. I don't th- I don't know, but like it was VHS, DVD, DVD. Blu-ray for like a, a second and then like DVD again and now just streams.
2: Like I didn't even think of that. That's a good one.
0: What is a Blu-ray player? It's like what Div- is it?
2: It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a DVD. Isn't it's it like a thing. smaller DVD? No. I don't think it's smaller. I think it's the same size. I don't know. It's supposed to be better quality, but
1: Yeah, I think that's all it is. No one. Could it was notice. like Beta. you know, VHS and Betamax back in the day I don't even know what Betamax is I think it was the same thing like it was the (laughs) better quality version of VHS except VHS was already like entrenched everywhere like Uh, regular uh, VCR tapes and Betamax died so that was not on my list
0: Um, and the last one I have is mostly just very very personal to me whoever decided or invented destination bachelorette parties can (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one too
1: so mine were sports-related. I decided to keep on, like, to mm. narrow it because it, this is – you could go on and on with this subject.
2: We definitely have one overlap here. I know it.
1: Um, so number five for me is allowing pros in the Olympics. Terrible idea. Agreed. Hmm. Terrible idea. Agreed. Just it ruined the Olympics for me for – I I won't watch them since then. Okay. Number four was um, – I think it was the mid-'90s when – Fox decided the glow puck was a good idea. Was it? Megan, I don't know if you know. So in the NHL, they it's a bad TV sport. So Fox was trying to figure out how to make it better. And they had like a little chip in the puck that glowed on TV so you could follow it better. Oh. It was a huge flop. Oh. It made, I mean, every game looked like a cartoon. It was stupid. Oh. Um, the designated hitter being only in one league. So stupid. What the, I mean, what the actual? like?
0: I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't really? make any sense.
1: And what other sport is there a different rule for? You know, one conference or the other versus the other one league. Right, like the NFC East gets the ball on the forty-five yeah.
2: on the kickoff, and the NFC yeah. West gets it on the twenty.
1: Yeah, we're gonna give you four timeouts per half. <laughs> um, Just uh, another
0: knock on baseball.
1: Yeah, um, the USFL, the XFL, any of these. Mm football upstarts that try to take down the freaking NFL is a, a terrible idea yeah yeah um, and then my number one is jarts Jarts? the lawn darts of oh, the, yeah. the 70s and maybe 80s which we had <laughs> That's a good so they're 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 just like you have a ring a plastic ring and you go in your backyard and you just like they're but they're big spikes oh like, my god and you just Shuck them in the air and you try to get them in the in the hoop and keep score. I looked it up. Three deaths. I was going to ask yes, how many 6, deaths. Six thousand injuries. Tons of lawsuits, obviously, Jesus and Christ. then banned from the from the market. But I mean, we had them. They were like darts,
2: like at, from the at the bar. At the bar, yeah. But they were the size of that lamp. Yeah, they were huge.
0: That's insane. Were they heavy?
2: <laughs> heavy enough if they hit you in their head, they're killing kill you. you. Ah. Yeah, I remember we lost Johnny to a lawn dart accident. Right. Can you imagine that conversation?
0: R.I.P. No.
2: <laughs> All right. I uh, no order. Um, what was it that blew up in like the blimp's hydrogen? The blimp, like the the the, the zeppelin. The famous that, zeppelin. Yeah, it was, it was high, like putting hydrogen, like a flammable gas, inside a a floating device. I thought it was was probably a really bad idea. Someone should have picked sure. up on that. Uh, the Floby. The Floby was a, a good idea. one. The what? The Floby. It was basically uh, an attachment to a vacuum cleaner that would suck your hair up and it would cut your hair. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. People purchased. Oh yeah, it was it was a (laughs) hot (laughs) item. Terrible idea.
0: Wait, 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 wait. hold on. So you're sitting down like you're getting a haircut. Mm -hmm. You put a vacuum attachment. Is it attached like sort to a vacuum? Halo, like it
1: was a halo a, contraption, right, on your head, and it would just suck your hair straight up. It wasn't
2: up. actually a vacuum. It was its own device. Okay. And it would have like an attachment that was like a seven. So it would suck your hair up and cut it to like seven. And it would this one could suck your hair and cut Stop it Stop
0: saying to suck your hair up. Go, move <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> All right. Alright, so I have a hydrogen and blimps, but uh flobe, buttonfly jeans. I think it was a terrible idea.
0: Buttonfly jeans? I have multiple ver- Pairs yeah, and a Terrible
2: idea When zippers are <laughs> I'm kind of with you there Yeah, yeah.
0: Really? They're annoying.
2: Yeah. I think button fly jeans Are a bad idea
0: Alright whatever
2: uh, The WNBA
0: Holy shit Are you kidding me?
2: It's unwatchable It's unwatchable It's a horrible idea
0: Is that <laughs> seriously on your list?
2: I, I kind of put it there as a joke. I didn't know if it was... That's I, not
0: funny. I didn't I'm know super if you find it
2: acceptable or not.
0: <laughs> Wild, no, it's not acceptable. Holy shit. All right,
2: I'll take that one off. And then my last one is anyone playing with or keeping a giant animal as a pet or part of their entertainment value? Like, who was the guy, Sigmund and Freud? Like, duh, the lion attacked you or the tiger... Like. Can we stop playing with alligators, putting our hands in their mouths? Thinking- well, they were
1: trainers. Yeah, but that was part of their job. I think wasn't it's it? I think it's a really
2: horrible idea. They're wild animals. They're going to bite your head off or your arm off. See oh. you guys. Thank you for listening. See ya.
0: That's all we have time for today. Thank you again for listening. Um, follow our podcast on Twitter at UntuckedPod to get the latest updates on new episodes. See you next time.